Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Fantasy Doctors NFL Podcast. I'm your guest co-host for the week, Dr. F. Scott Field, filling in for Dr. Celine Parek. And I'm so thankful for Dr. Jesse Morse for having me on to talk about Week 12 injuries uh, and injuries that we think are relevant for this coming weekend in the NFL. We've got a decent amount of injuries to go over this week, so uh, we're going to try and plow through them as quick as we can. But we've also got a very special guest on uh, the last section of the show. Tonight, we have the fantasy football counselor, Joseph Robert, on to talk a little bit about his fantasy football elite talent mastermind group and his cutty system that he's been using to dominate many of his fantasy expert leagues. Jesse, why don't you get us kicked off here with the injuries for week 12? Definitely. Good evening, everyone. I hope your week 11 went well. Plenty of injuries like it seems every week. Uh, Let's start off with uh, our good old buddy, Jameis Winston, who's been dealing with his AC joint sprain, likely a grade two. Um, and, and he's also, it sounds like he's dealing with some rotator cuff inflammation. Um, he is supposed to play Sunday at the Falcons, the Bucks are, but it sounds like he's already been ruled out. Um, there's a possibility he may return next week, uh, but uh, it, at the same time, they're not rushing it. Fitz hasn't been awful. I mean, Last week, he went 22 for 37, 275, and two touchdowns. He had a tendency to target O.J. Howard and, and, and D-Jax. Um, so as long as I think they're winning or he's being half decent, they're not going to rush him. And, um, you know, with Winston being their future, they need to make sure um, he stays pretty healthy. Uh, FDX has fished, uh, Patrick this week at 41 and a half with uh, projected about 12 points, which is the number 22 QB, a QB2, maybe a G- GPP. but uh, I'm not really high on him, but you saw what Wilson did last night uh, to the Falcons. So, um, uh, you know, it's possible uh, that he may be able to do something, even though he's, you know, obviously completely different than uh, the the, cap- uh, the capable Russell Wilson. Yeah, for sure. Scott, you want to take care of the next one? Yeah, moving along to Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he is dealing with a concussion. We talked a little bit about concussions last week. Um He's currently still in the concussion protocol, uh, but he is expected to return for week 12. Again, 70 to 80% of concussion symptoms usually resolve within that seven to 10 days. Uh, So I I don't see any issue with Jacoby Brissett starting uh, this Sunday versus the Titans, you know, monitor up till Friday. And if not, you know, Scott Tolzien, he'll be the Colts quarterback. I know that's not too exciting for you guys, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, There's a couple of teams that are really hanging on by duct tape at this point. So you know, concussions, you're really just looking at uh, balance, you know, any dizziness issues, headaches. Uh, they're just looking for the swelling of the brain to really kind of calm down and make sure that there's no uh, residual leftover effects. But, uh, you know, the FDX has him at about a 51.4 with a projection of about 14 points. That puts him at about the number 15 QB. So, yeah, you know, keep an eye on that till Friday. But I, I really think that concussion will resolve and he should be good to go. Yeah, Brissett's been half decent this year after they got him from the Patriots. Um, with him playing the Titans, it's not a bad play if he ends up going. Uh, Cutler sustained that concussion. I was driving down to my alma mater, FAU, uh, or back from the FAU game uh, on Sunday, and we were listening to the game, and it just sounded like he kept throwing pick after pick. I mean, he he literally went uh, one – he threw one touchdown, he threw three picks, he went six for 12 for 83 yards. Awful. Uh, Matt Moore came in and made it a game. Um, uh, so it sounds like he's in the concussion protocol now. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it out. It really depends. Um, we'll have to see by Friday if he's been released, if he started practicing, then there's a 
excuse me, a good chance he'll play. If not, uh, he probably won't play. Uh, and uh, you can go ahead with Matt Moore. Matt Moore definitely loves targeting Stills. He's uh, Stills is like a wide receiver one when when Moore's playing. He likes Fasano and, and a little bit and, and Landry to a lesser extent. So um, if Moore goes in, I, I don't know if I would start him, but I would definitely consider starting Stills. Uh, FDX has Cutler at, at about 31 and a half. If he does end up playing the number 27 QB and I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him more. I, I still wouldn't touch him. Uh, but I would, I would consider who the wide receiver is different because of uh, who's starting. Yeah, for sure. Moving right along. We got Leonard Fournette, right? He's got that ankle injury. He's kind of been nursing it all season. It's been lingering around. He just hasn't been able to get healthy, but at the same time, you know, this Sunday they're going versus the Cardinals. I think he's got a pretty good shot to play. The FDX isn't too worried about him. You know, they've got him at about an 88.39 with a projection of about 17 points. You know, that puts him at about the number 10 running back. I mean, he, he rushed for, tw- you know, 28 times for 111 yards against a Cleveland defense, which isn't saying much, but the bottom line is, you know, he's a gamer. They need him at this point. All their receivers are falling, you know, like uh, they're dropping like flies there. So they're going to need that running game. I think, I think he'll be good to go. Yeah, it's, that's uh he he started off like you know flashing pain he was on fire early in the season and then he kind of went down with that ankle and then he then he was having issues with that suspension and then this week he did okay uh but not quite what they're expecting so i think he'll go myself as well uh chris thompson who's been awesome for me this year in a couple of my ppr leagues had that fractured fibula unfortunately that that's that small bone on the outside of your leg. It, it really only has about 15% of the weight of your lower leg responsible for, but unfortunately it plays a very integral role in the ankle joint. And if it's broken or depending on where it's broken, there's a good chance that uh, it can severely uh, change the uh, mechanics and structure of that ankle if they don't uh, put a plate and screws on it and, and kind of fix it. So unfortunately it sounds like that's what he'll need. Um, and he's done for the year. Uh, Samaje Perrine came in, he went 23 for 117 and a touchdown. I mean, he did fumble, but uh, that was his first decent game this year. Um, they are playing uh, Thanksgiving versus the Giants. Uh, and then they picked up Byron Marshall from the uh, Eagles practice squad. So it sounds like he's going to be third down and, and they use third down uh, running backs pretty often. I personally think uh, uh, Perrine, I have him uh, in a couple leagues and I have him in a couple uh, games already for FDS. Um, you know, he's late late round, maybe like a 25 to 30 uh, running back this week, RB2. Uh, FDX has him at about a 72. Um, so we'll see. He's not doesn't have the upside that Thompson does, but uh, unfortunately uh, that's what you'll have for the rest of the year. You can safely drop Thompson in your, in your leagues. You can, maybe stash them in a dynasty league. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a common theme with tonight's show and it's concussions, concussions, concussions. I mean, Devonta Freeman concussion, shoulder, knee, the whole nine, man, this guy has been banged up. This is his second concussion of the season, his third overall. I mean, it's possible he returns this week, but I really think it's unlikely. I think you got to kind of shy away from him, you know, um, and Coleman, you know, there. You're talking about week 11, right? 20 for 43 yards, one touchdown. I mean, Coleman's going to take over as the primary running back there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's just too 
too scary now to kind of deal with. And it's a situation where there's some concussions that you just know are going to ease off and they're going to be fine. And there's some that are a big question mark. And if it's a second one in the season, you know, that, that you really start taking toll on, on how many they've had, because I mean that, you know, that many concussions as they add up, they can really end somebody's career. You know, I mean, you go back and you look at um, guys like Wes Welker, right? I mean, great player, just too many concussions over the years. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things they're going to monitor very closely, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, um, concussions can, can – each one's different. Um, you know, some affect balance. Some affect kind of issues with their uh, kind of vision, and they are not able to – uh, react as quickly. We we have a, a computerized test that we can use to evaluate them. And even if a, a, a tenth of a second is is like a lifetime in football between uh, getting lit up or or moving out of the way, uh, catching that pass or or moving uh, the ball out of the way for a guy who's trying to cause a fumble. So uh, a lot of these things take time to heal and time to that swelling and bruising, so to speak, to go down in the brain. So unfortunately, Freeman, uh, with his third concussion, as far as we know, in his life, this one may take a little longer. I wouldn't be surprised if he was held out this week or maybe even next. Yeah, the good news is um, he, uh, he, he is very important. He'll get a job right, his starting job right back. But, but I, I, I just don't know. If he, if he starts, you play him. But if he's not, if he's ruled out, then maybe next week or the week after. Uh, let's move on to Ty Montgomery, who, uh, man, did the Packers look awful this past week. I didn't really get to watch the game, but I watched the, the scoreboard. And, whew, um, he's got that rib injury. We don't know if it's the same rib, if it's uh, as previous early in the season, if it's a different rib. Um, we don't know. But all we know is that um, he's he's already had one week to heal. He may take another week or two. I mean, this hurt hurts. Uh, anytime he gets hit, anytime he tries to breathe deeply, sometimes uh, that can push on and can, and can be very painful. Uh, sometimes they'll uh, inject that with a little bit of local cortisone for the game, uh, but it doesn't really fix the issue. It just kind of masks the pain. Um, Jamal Williams did half decent this week. He went 18 for 57, which isn't very good, but he also caught four passes for 38 yards. Um, FDX liked him as the number 27 running back this week if Montgomery doesn't go. Uh, right now, it's looking like Montgomery is probably about a, a 30% chance of going if I were to give it a some type of projection. Um, I just don't know how much faith I have in him with Hunley. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I, I think the bottom line with Montgomery, he just came back too soon, man. Broken ribs are broken ribs. The bones have got to heal. That's all there is to it. And I think he rushed it, you know. I think uh, that didn't heal up very well. And because of that, he paid the price. Came back too early, got hurt again, and made it worse. So now it's going to take oh, even yeah. longer to heal, I think. Uh, moving right on, Dante Foreman, right? Achilles tendon rupture this Sunday versus the Falcons. Not much you can say. He is done for the season. Uh, about 9 to 11 months on the return to play on that one. He's got to have surgery to repair it, and then it's going to be a lot of rehab on the back end. Uh, that gives Miller more touches, right? Uh, he went 22 for 61 um, at a touchdown. The FDX has Miller at about 82.5, which is the number 14 running back at this point. Uh you know, I like the play because w- w- where else are you going to go in that direction, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough injury, unfortunately. Foreman was looking half decent. He was stealing some touches from Miller. Um, and now, he, obviously, he's done for the year. And there's a good chance for him to to be able to start in week one. We'll see how his rehab goes throughout the offseason. 
uh, Robert Woods uh, has been very good this year. Uh, it's funny how many good receivers in the, there are in the league that were previously on the Bills. Um, but uh, I'm exactly unsure what's going on with his shoulder. Sounds like it could be an AC joint or maybe a rotator cuff. I'm going to lean more towards AC joint, which is kind of what Golden Tate had. Um, uh, that's what, uh, the, that's what, um, Will Fuller, sorry, not Will Fuller, um, Jameis Winston is dealing with. So very common injury. Chris Hogan has one. So it usually takes a couple of weeks, uh, depending on the severity, uh, and depending on how many ligaments within that shoulder are kind of irritated or, 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 or torn up. Uh, he had, he's been having a fantastic season. He's basically set highs in everything. He's already caught 47 passes, a little over 700 yards and four touchdowns. Last week, he, he actually did half decent um, versus that Minnesota D, eight for 81. Um, but it looks for like Watkins, who's been unfortunately not very good this year, and, and Cooper Cup, who dropped a, a, a ball and basically walking into the end zone um, to try to step up. We'll see. Uh, maybe Gurley will have to do a little more. Um, this week, uh, FDX has Watkins at a 82 as the number 20 wide receiver, but I expect that to go up throughout the week as the more reports show that Woods isn't going to play. Watkins should get a little more looks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, Kelvin Benjamin, right? He goes down with a knee injury. Um, they're playing Sunday versus the Chiefs. Uh, you know, he's been ruled out already. Uh, I think the good news is it, it was maybe an ACL sprain or strain. Um and it wasn't a tear. You know, I, I think there is a chance that we see him back uh, this season still. Uh, looks like it was just a sprain. Hard to say. But again, he's unlikely to play this week. But if you got him, hang on to him for another week or two. And let's just see how it plays out. I would look for Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones, uh, Deontay Thompson, Charles Clay all to step up. Yeah, I didn't get to see the injury. I heard that he took a helmet to the knee. Sounds awful. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he, he uh, just he didn't yeah, do very. Didn't do very uh, he went out pretty well. But um, yeah, let's move on to Alan Hearns, who uh, missed last week with an ankle. Uh, he is questionable for this week. He's no longer on crutches, but he didn't practice today, Tuesday. Um, Lee uh, did half decent last week. Um, he'll be the number one target, and then they have Dee Westbrook back. Um, FDX has Lee as the number 29 wide receiver this week. So uh, they're playing Sunday versus the Cardinals. So we'll see uh, kind of where, where that goes, um, but to monitor his progress later in the week to, um, to, to make sure that if he's going or not, because whenever he's on the field, he's usually very effective. Tyler Croft had a decent sneaky week last week. Um, I played him in a couple leagues because of um, how effective um, he has been, uh, for kind of a, a touchdown magnet, uh, even though he missed the past couple of weeks with it. Um, he uh, sustained, sustained some weird right hand injury. They put a, put him in a cast and then um, he returned to the game, uh, which I thought was a little fascinating, but uh, he went only two for two of three uh, for 12 yards, but he ended up catching that touchdown. So kind of saved your day, so to speak. Uh, FTX likes him this week, the number 15 tight end. Um, so he has good upside this week. Let's talk about your your buddy Jordan Reed, uh, your your favorite player. It sounds like. Yeah, you guys have kind of heard my my spiel on this guy uh, last week, but Jordan Reed, 
uh, hamstring injury. He's missed the second consecutive game. They're playing Thursday versus the Giants, so it's a short week for them on Thanksgiving Day there. But, you know, the guy's never healthy. This is his fourth injury this year. Um, really hard to trust him at this point. It's 50-50 that he plays. Uh, me personally, like I said, I'm done with the guy for good. I, I really have, <laughs> have no use for him at yeah, this point, no. whether he plays yeah, or definitely. not. You know, uh, FDX yeah. has him at about a 71. Uh, that puts him at the number 28 tight end. They love uh, Davis this week. He's the number five tight end. And Davis generally has a good game when Reed doesn't go. So I would agree with them on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to break down a couple quick injuries before we uh, introduce our guest. Uh, a lot of these are don't need to be discussed thoroughly. Just quick uh, notes. So it sounds like Chris Hogan is a good chance of returning this week. Um, if uh, his AC joint sprain was more of a, 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 a type one versus a type two, a grade two. Um, so he may be able to play this week, even though I don't really think they need him. Um, uh, there's a good chance uh, Lee plays this week as well. I think he'll be okay. Corey Coleman looked pretty good for Cleveland last week. Stepped kind of back into that number one uh, wide receiver spot. Uh, we're, we don't know what's going on with Forte. He was dealing with a multi-knee uh, multi injury. Uh, for uh, Woodhead kind of came back. He didn't get much looks, but he did get reintroduced. And the good news is he did not re-injure that hamstring, which it likely suffered a grade three, which is the worst type. Um, and he was out for almost 10 weeks, nine weeks. Uh, so the good news is it doesn't sound like he re-aggravated. So look for him to get kind of back into that passing game. Uh, Terrence West uh, was better, but not quite ready to return. Collins has looked pretty good. So I don't know what's, what type of picture we're going to have when uh, when those guys are back. I wouldn't personally touch them, but another guy you got to worry about. Uh, Will Fuller, maybe a play this week with that rib injury. But as we said earlier, uh, rib injuries can be tricky. So uh, just kind of monitor him later in the week. I personally wouldn't play him uh, between Savage not really looking for him and him taking a shot and being done in the game early. That could be a little challenging. Um, Terrell Pryor. Uh, underwent an arthroscopy for his ankle, and he's done for the year. He hadn't really done much this year. I don't know if you can play him on the ankle or whatnot, but um, uh, look for Crowder and um, Davis and then Dotson to uh, kind of step up a little bit. Um, John Brown of the Arizona Cardinals has turf toe injury week to week, but might be able to play this week quite painful uh, up to four weeks realistically return to play. So remains to be seen what's going on with him. And Gabbard didn't look half decent uh, this past week. So uh, keep an eye on him. And then Aaron Jones, um, I don't think he'll play for a couple more weeks with that sprained MCL. Sounds like it was pretty severe. Um, with uh, The Packers are going uh, Sunday night versus Pittsburgh. And then uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, unfortunately a scratch last week with that crazy win game. Um, the, he's dealing with migraines. It can be very debilitating, very challenging difficult to function, can't really do anything besides uh, some people just want to sit in a dark room and turn off all the lights and really, really irritating. So we'll see if he's been able to kick this one. Um, and he sounds like he's been under the weather as well. He did not practice today, I don't believe. Uh, and, and they're supposed to play on Thursday night. All right, Scott, you want to Take us up, take us on to the next segment. Yep, that's a wrap on your injury report for this week uh, in the NFL. And let's get to our special guest, the fantasy football counselor, Joseph Robert. Uh, he has Kareem Hunt and Martavius Bryant backing his brand this year. 
He had David Johnson backing his brand last year. I mean, this guy's killing it in the fantasy game. Without further ado, Joseph, welcome, man. What's going on, doctors? What's happening? Welcome. Much. Nice to hear from you. you on the show, man. So, like, I'm the counselor, and you guys are the doctors. I don't have your credentials uh, to your degree, but I- I'm still up there in some sort of medical uh, medical degree there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight, man. Can can you tell us a little bit about your fantasy football elite talent masterminds group? I mean, I feel like there aren't many people out there doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Nobody else is doing it right now. There's, I think, people going to be trying to, to copy it from what I'm seeing, but that's okay. Let, let them copy. I'm the originator. Uh, long story short, I just got sick of the lack of personality behind giving away statistics. A lot of these big talking heads on the top, these corporate high-paying guys, are just you know copying and pasting last year's stats, general consensus stuff. I wanted to make it a little more personal. I care about my followers. And I'm sure other people do care about their followers, but I want to interact more with them. So I created a mastermind group to get people to interact and get direct access to me. I do about 10 hours a day in research and analysis, and I live and breathe this stuff more than anybody else in the industry. Uh, And I can constantly say that. I don't know if anybody does more than 10 hours a day in studying this stuff. So I want to provide an atmosphere for people to come in and get direct access to me, live Q&As, you know, well-researched, thought-out information that's outside of the box. So I won't do the general consensus stuff. I stray away from, from the norm a little bit, and it's paid off. Awesome. That's, that's pretty sweet. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your Cuddy system that you, you, that you constructed? Uh, you know, what, what is it? And, and I mean, and, and how successful has it helped you in, uh, with your leagues? Oh, I'm getting a lot of testimonials about it. It's really simple. Let me, let me introduce it to people that haven't heard about it. Cuddy stands for Consistency, Upside, Durability, Depth, and Youth. What that means in simple form is it's a criteria that you go through your head when you're drafting or or when you're going to play certain players. So, for example, like I said, people copy and paste last year's stats. So let's just say somebody breaks out at the end of the season has two good games. And then next year he makes the top of the list or something like that, top 10 running back, just because people are like, yeah, he's shining. But does he have that consistency? Does he have that upside? Does he have that durability where you guys come in, right? How durable? Like, everybody had Jordan Reed, I mean, top three tight end going into the season. You open up these magazines, and there's Jordan Reed, top three. Had they not looked at this guy's history? I mean, durability, that's a big D there. Then you got depth chart, which is absolutely huge. Where the player falls on that depth chart is crucial because if he's a wide receiver three, he's not going to get as many touches as a wide receiver one or two. You've got to keep in track of the depth chart. And, of course, youth. You see guys like Adrian Peterson, especially running backs, you guys know, take a beating. And, you know, that youth is so important, especially when it comes to running backs. You implement the cutty, you win. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can attest to this. I've been following the counselor's advice for uh, for the season, and it's been working out pretty well for me. So, uh, Joe, I greatly appreciate that. Um, tell us Thank a little you. bit about having uh, Kareem Hunt and Martavius Bryant back in the brand, man. That's huge. It's pretty cool. Not, not the greatest year for Martavis, just due to circumstances. That guy is a little underrated. 
Uh, I've known him for a few years. Originally, I came up with a product called Fantasy Friends, which is like a league prize for fantasy leagues. I kind of cut that product out. I wanted to do more of the analysis end of it and more of the personable stuff instead of just selling a product. So I met Martavis' agent years ago. Uh, I got on board with him. He was endorsing the brand. Super nice guy. I met him at a trade show. I met his agent at a trade show who set me up with Martavis. And then this year, I just was basically, I saw trends before they happened. Funny story, I uh, actually, before, before Kareem Hunt broke out, I got in touch with the agent and got him for a better deal than what he's going for now since he kind of became the rookie sensation. So I was in there. I prospected him. I knew the upside. I saw him. He followed the cutty, and I, and I called his agent. And sure enough, I've got Kareem and Martavis with you. I'm very proud to have these great guys on the team. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, cool. that's awesome. That is just awesome, Joe. I mean, you, you are absolutely killing it in the, the fantasy experts leagues. Um, I can't wait to see how the season all shakes out, but Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show to share your expertise in the world of fantasy football. Uh, where can our audience find you on social media and online? Well, really simple. I got to get you guys on my show. But uh, simply uh, iTunes and Spotify. I actually got on Spotify, which is pretty awesome. Pretty happy about that. But I got my own podcast, the Fantasy Football Counselor Podcast. And, of course, my Instagram, which is uh, the number one fantasy football uh, Instagram page for advice and analysis at Fantasy Football Counselor. Really simple, Fantasy Football Counselor Instagram. And those are my main two platforms right now. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on. You. Uh... It was very interesting, and uh, what you had to say, I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of your stuff. The upside is is important. Depth chart's definitely important. Uh, youth, as you can tell, some of the young, younger guys are tearing it up, and some of the older guys are calling fall, falling by the wayside. Um, thank you, and I look forward to seeing uh, how you uh, how your system plays out for the rest of the year. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and I'll be leaning towards you guys for advice because – I'm not perfect, not far from it. Fantasy is completely unpredictable, and I misjudged Andrew Luck's injury. I think a lot of people did. He led everybody to believe he was going to play, but sure enough, Andrew Luck not playing the season, one of my favorite players. So I should have seen yeah. that earlier. Yeah, shoulders are tough. I mean, I was uh, a little concerned about him in July when he wasn't throwing. I mean, he, this was like worst-case scenario, but uh, unfortunately – uh, as we know with shoulders, uh, the labrum is, is tough to come back from. Uh, the rotator cuff is, is not as tough, but can be, uh, you know, as we know, Cam Newton had that. So it shows you the difference between one and the other. Uh, although they're completely different shoulders, obviously, but you know, every, every week injuries completely affect, uh, the, the game, who we start, who we sit, um, you know, uh, who has upside. So, I mean, I think that, uh, knowing uh, who's going to be playing. I put an actives out list every Sunday morning uh, that because it can change, you know, with the Fournettes and the Zeeks and uh, all this random stuff. So uh, in, injury is super right. important. But, uh, you know, as we know, we we don't know all. We just try to put the pieces together to, to make the best uh, decision and, uh, and and advice that we can give. Right. Well, you know, you guys do a great job, and I appreciate all the analysis you guys do. On the injury standpoint, which is light years ahead of what I know about injuries, I, I don't even know what a fibulum is. I just know that the knee bone is connected to some bone. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, th I thanks know so the much. Song. Thanks a lot. <laughs> 
Well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning into the Fantasy Doctors NFL podcast. I've been your guest co-host for the last two weeks, Dr. F. Scott Field. Ginormous thank you and shout out to Dr. Celine Parekh and Dr. Jesse Morris for having me. Uh, if you're into the NBA at all, you can find me normally hosting the Fantasy Doctors NBA podcast. Uh, you can find all my social media links at pteducator.com. And again, special thanks to the fantasy football counselor, Joseph Robert, for coming on. Yes, thank you for coming on, Joseph, and uh, thank you for helping me uh, co-host, Scott. Um, I am uh, Dr. Jesse Morris, and uh, I will be rejoined by my normal partner in crime, Dr. Celine Parekh, likely next week. Um, please join us again on the Fantasy uh, Doctors NFL podcast, and feel free to leave us a rating or and review on iTunes. Uh, it would really mean a lot to us. Thank you very much. Have a good night, and uh, good luck in week 12. Take care.